to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Never Bands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with the Medical ID Jewelry Company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of any experimental injections, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and ways that I might be helpful to you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible. It is a new American Standard Bible that does include historical documents from the Founders era. Truly is a treasure for your home. I highly recommend one, and you can find one at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan. You can download and print a copy today if you'd like. And that website is www.5daybiblereading.com. Well, today is day 185. And if this is your first time here on the podcast, and you just were like, you know what, I'm just going to click on day 185. I'm so glad that you did. And maybe someone told you about it. Maybe you just kind of discovered it, right? And I'm just so glad. So you can absolutely continue from here to the end of the year and finish out reading the Bible for the rest of this year, and then go back to all the other episodes before this one uh, for your uh, Read the Bible in a Year experience, or you can absolutely just stop this episode right here and go to the day one episode, and you get to declare that today is your first day in reading the Bible in a year. Either way, it's just great to have you. If you've been here since the beginning, thank you so much for doing this for God, right? It's not about you. It's not about me. No. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not. This is about God becoming closer to God. And the way we do that is through having a relationship with him through his son, Jesus. So that is what this is all about. So I'm so glad that you have dedicated this year to doing that. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So today we are going to be reading Isaiah 60 through 63 and 2 Corinthians 1. Isaiah chapter 60, a glorified Zion. Arise, shine, your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons will come from afar, and your daughters will be carried in the arms. Then you will see and be radiant, and your heart will thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you. The wealth of the nations will come to you. A multitude of camels will cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba will come. They will bring gold and frankincense and will bear good news of the praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar will be gathered together to you. The rams of Nebaioth will minister to you. They will go up with acceptance on my altar, and I shall glorify my glorious house. Who are these who fly like a cloud, and like the doves to their lattices? Surely the coastlands will wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish will come first, to bring your sons from afar. 
their silver and their gold with them for the name of the Lord your God and for the Holy One of Israel, because he has glorified you. Foreigners will build up your walls and their kings will minister to you. For in my wrath I struck you and in my favor I have had compassion on you. Your gates will be open continually. They will not be closed day or night, so that men may bring to you the wealth of the nations, with their kings led in procession. For the nation and the kingdom which will not serve you will perish, and the nations will be utterly ruined. The glory of Lebanon will come to you, the juniper, the box tree, and the cypress together, to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I shall make the place of my feet glorious. The sons of those who afflicted you will come bowing to you, and all those who despised you will bow themselves at the soles of your feet, and they will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Whereas you have been forsaken and hated, with no one passing through, I will make you an everlasting pride, a joy from generation to generation. You will also suck the milk of nations and suck the breasts, the breast of kings. Then you will know that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring gold, and instead of iron, I will bring silver, and instead of wood, bronze, and instead of stones, iron, and I will make your peace your administrators, and righteousness your overseers. Violence will not be heard again in your land, nor devastation or destruction within your borders, but you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. No longer will you have the sun for light by day, nor for brightness will the moon give you light. But you will have the Lord for an everlasting light, and your God for your glory. Your sun will no longer set, nor will your moon wane. For you will have the Lord for an everlasting light, and the days of your mourning will be over. Then all your people will be righteous. They will possess the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. The smallest one will become a clan, and the least one a mighty nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. Exaltation of the Afflicted, Chapter 61 The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me, to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives, and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting, so they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Then they will rebuild and they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastations, and they will repair the, the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers will stand and pasture your flocks, and foreigners will be your farmers and your vine dressers. But you will be called the priests of the Lord. You will be spoken of as ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will have a double portion, and instead of humiliation, they will shout for joy over their portion. Therefore, they will possess a double portion in their land. Everlasting joy will be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and the burnt offering, and I will faithfully give them their recompense and make an everlasting covenant with them. Then their offspring will be known among the nations and their descendants in the midst of the peoples. All who see them will recognize them because they are the offspring whom the Lord has blessed. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul will exult in my God. 
For he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has wrapped me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as the bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its sprouts, and as a garden causes these things sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. Zion's Glory and New Name, Chapter 62 For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. The nations will see your righteousness, and all kings your glory, and you will be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will designate. You will also be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, and and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. It will no longer be said to you, forsaken, for to your land will it any longer be said, desolate, but you will be called, my delight is in her, and your land married, for the Lord delights in you, and to him your land will be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so your sons will marry you, and as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so your God will rejoice over you. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen. All day and all night they will never keep silent. You who remind the Lord take no rest for yourselves, and give him no rest until he establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his strong arm, I will never again give your grain as food for your enemies, nor will foreigners drink your new wine for which you have labored. But those who garner it will eat it and praise the Lord. And those who gather it will drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. Go through, go through the gates, clear the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, remove the stones, lift up a standard over the peoples. Behold, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth, say to the daughter of Zion, lo, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him, and they will call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you will be called, sought out, a city, not forsaken. God's Vengeance on the Nations, Chapter 63 Who is this who comes from Edom with garments of growing col- of glowing colors from Basra? This one who is majestic in his apparel, marching in the greatness of his strength? It is I who speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Why is your apparel red, and your garments like the one who treads in the winepress? I have trodden the wine trough alone, and from the peoples there was no man with me. I also trod them in my anger, and I trampled them in my wrath, and their lifeblood is sprinkled on my garments, and I stained all my remnant. For the day of vengeance was in my heart, and my year of redemption has come. I looked, and there was no one to help, and I was astonished, and there was no one to uphold. So my own arm brought salvation to me, and my wrath upheld me. I trod down the peoples in my anger, and made them drunk in my wrath, and I poured out their lifeblood on the earth. God's ancient mercies recalled. I shall make mention of the loving kindnesses of the Lord, the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord has granted us, and the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he has granted them according to his compassion, And according to the abundance of his loving kindnesses, for he said, surely they are my people, sons who will not deal falsely. So he became their savior in all their affliction. He was afflicted and the angel of his presence saved them. 
in his love and in his mercy, he redeemed them, and he lifted them and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he returned himself, he turned himself to become their enemy. He fought against them. Then his people remembered the days of old of Moses. Where is he who brought them up out of the sea with the shepherds of his flock? Where is he who put his Holy Spirit in the midst of them, who caused his glorious arm to go at the right hand of Moses, who divided the waters before them to make for himself an everlasting name, who led them through the depths? Like the horse in the wilderness, in the wilderness they did not stumble. As the cattle which go down into the valley, the Spirit of the Lord gave them rest. So you led your people to make for yourself a glorious name. You are our Father. Look down from heaven and see from your holy and glorious habitation. Where are your zeal and your almighty deeds? The stirrings of your heart and your compassion are restrained toward me. For you are our Father, through Abraham, does, though Abraham does not know us, and Israel does not recognize us. You, O Lord, are our Father. Our Redeemer from of, from of old is your name. Why, O Lord, do you cause us to stray from your ways and harden our heart from fearing you? Return for the sake of your servants, the tribes of your heritage. Your holy people possessed your sanctuary for a little while. Our adversaries have trodden it down. We have become like those over whom you have never ruled like those who were not called by your name. The second letter of Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 1, Introduction. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints who are throughout Achaia. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation, or if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which is effective in the patient enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. And our hope for you is firmly grounded, knowing that as your sharers of our sufferings, so also you are sharers of our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened excessively beyond our strength so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves, so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a peril of death, and will deliver us, he on whom we have set our hope, and he will yet deliver us. You also joining in helping us through your prayers, so that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed on us through the prayers of many. Paul's integrity. For our proud confidence is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in holiness and godly sincerity, not in fleshy wisdom, but in the grace of God, we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially toward you. For we write nothing else to you than what you read and understand, and I hope you will understand until the end, just as you also partially did understand us, that we are your reason to be proud as you also are ours in the day of our Lord Jesus. 
In this confidence, I intended at first to be, to come to you so that you might twice receive a blessing, that is, to pass your way into Macedonia and began from Macedonia to come to you and by you to be helped on my journey to Judea. Therefore, I was not vac- vacillating when I intended to do this, was I? Or what I per- what I purpose, do I purpose according to the flesh so that with me there will be yes, yes and no, not at the same time, but as God is faithful, our word to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Christ Jesus, who was preached among you by us, by me and Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but is yes in him. For as many as are the promises of God, in him they are yes. Therefore, also through him is our amen to the glory of God through us. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and anointed us is God, who also sealed us and gave us the spirit in our hearts as a pledge. But I call God as witness to my soul that to spare you, I did not come again to Corinth. Now what we lord it over your faith, but are workers with you for your joy, for in your faith you are standing firm. And those are our readings today. So 2 Corinthians was written about A.D. 56-57 from Macedonia. And just wanted to double check and see when 1 Corinthians was written really quickly. Just as a point of reference for us today. Uh, Let's see. 1 Corinthians was written around 55-56 to near the end of Paul's three-year ministry in Ephesus during his third missionary journey. So that just gives us a context point. So the beginning of the church, indeed. I look forward to continuing in 2 Corinthians. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for our time together. Yet another day with you to sit in your word and to gather your wisdom and to appreciate, again, Isaiah and Paul, both very instrumental men in your mission for us to receive your instruction, your wisdom, your guidance, uh, your way of doing things, of living life so that we can gain eternal life. Thank you for blessing all of us with them and that they continue to influence us today and that we hear your messages from them today. And they are still so very, very relevant. And we are just so grateful that we get to apply uh, your will and your way in our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here. May the word continue to strengthen you, to bring you confidence, peace. May you continue to build your trust in God and to practice faith all the time. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.